are we sustainable? Like we're, what we're currently doing, not sustainable, correct? Yeah, and you know, it, behavior change is the hardest thing. Nobody's going to look at a guy living in a dumpster and say probably much besides it's a little bit crazy, right? They're probably not going to go home and immediately uh, sell their place and move into a smaller space. I think you know a lot of this stuff is really at the, a more meta level, and you know, urban planning. Uh, you know, New York, as I understand it, is the most energy efficient. Uh, city on the planet uh, because of what you just said, right? Uh, the, the density and uh, the amount of folks that are, you're able to move around and, and do work and condition their spaces, uh, it, it's incredible there. If we could build more cities like New York, um, even down here in Texas, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think once you started to roll those things up to more of a meta level, you could do some really interesting things. And then, you know, there, there's all the technology happening uh, as well uh, around what Tesla is doing, um, the, the, the Hyperloop sort of experiment that's coming around, um, some of the developments in uh, materials. Uh, and then what's just kind of going on out in Silicon Valley, I think we, we need more of that application to environmental concerns. Right. So our current day-to-day lives, basically not sustainable, right? Like you, But you think it's within reach? Like, yeah, is, well, is, it, is it feasible? Is there is there hope? I guess is my question. I believe there is. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the issues that we have as humans is that we're just not very well wired uh, to understand consequences that aren't right before us, right? So, and that you don't have a lot of data points. So, you know, you go out into the woods, and um, you know. You are told that in the next 200 years, somebody walking down this trail uh, is going to get attacked by a bear. And actually, in 200 years, you know, eight out of 10 people are going to be, uh, you know, walking down this trail and uh, get killed by a bear. Well, you know, if, if you don't see uh, that happening and there's some nice berries down that trail and, uh, you know, you're able to kind of scoot up and down it without any of those worries in the short term, you're probably going to keep doing it. And so, uh, you know, when, when you tell folks that like, look, uh, in 300 years, the temperature is going to raise by whatever, 0.7 degrees Celsius. And parts of Florida that maybe you don't care much for anyways are going to be underwater. You know, most folks just aren't willing to make a big behavior change, you know, just based on the way that we're wired. Um, I think that if there, there is going to be hope, that we're going to have to start pulling together resources and ideas uh, from some spaces that we haven't necessarily been looking, um, and some places that have been very successful. And I, I, I think the venture world, the innovation uh, that's coming out of Silicon Valley right now, I think there are some big opportunities to to leverage that towards uh, some environmental gains. All right. I want to go back inside this dumpster and learn what kind of gains we can get out of this. I'm trying to really picture it. Like, first of all, where's the dumpster from? Where does one obtain a dumpster that you're going to live in? Because presumably you want it free, cleaned from garbage uh, before you move in, right? 
Yeah, so we felt like that would be cheating. Um, we got a company uh, named Texas Disposal Systems, uh, a strange enough group of guys uh, in that, you know, they own a landfill. They own a lot of dumpsters and dump trucks, but they happen to have sort of zebras and giraffes and rhinos and things kicking around on uh, right next to their landfill. So already a little bit crazy, uh, went to them and said, look, want to live in a dumpster for a year. They said, sounds great. Um, we're going to take you guys on a home shopping tour. So they went and picked out 10, uh, dumpsters, all 10 cubic yarders and lined them up. And my students and I literally went and gave them the sniff test. And, uh, we ended up picking, uh, one that had a slight hint of barbecue. Uh, at least according to my girlfriend, uh, cleaned it out, gave it uh, some testing to make sure there weren't any nasties in there before I moved in. And uh, yeah, moved in with some cardboard on the floor. So we sourced it from, uh, you know, somebody that really knew dumpsters, some guys that owned a landfill. <laughs> I guess they know dumpsters. And where did you move it? You said it was on top of, it was a mile uphill from the water. But like, where, where was that? Well, so that was an interesting conversation. You know, I had taken this job uh, as a dean and a professor at this university, and then I had to sort of broach this difficult subject with them that uh, 